0: Today's scripture reading is from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 12, verses 28 through 34, the greatest commandment. Hear these words of scripture. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked him, of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. You are not far from the kingdom of God. And from then on, no one dared ask him any more questions. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks Thanks be to to God. God. Thank you, Sue.
1: Let's pray. May the words of my mouth... And the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing to you, O Lord, our rock and our Redeemer. Amen. I grew up out in the country. Houses were spread out, and there were fields and patches of woods in between the properties. Yet, while we weren't physically close to our neighbors, like here, like we are here in the suburbs or in the city, we had close relationships with those who lived near us. So much so that when my grandmother passed away, nine years, um, well, nine years ago, today is her birthday, so I'm remembering her today. But when she passed away nine years ago, our, our neighbor, Anita, let several of our family members stay in her extra bedrooms rather than having to stay in a hotel 20 minutes away and then drive in because we were out in the country, so a hotel was 20 minutes away. And our neighbors kept an eye on our house when we traveled. And even when we weren't traveling, they were keeping an eye on our house. My parents would get inquiries when I was in high school Like, hey, Marilyn, I saw Heidi didn't get home until after one last night. (laughs) It's like, Nita, mind your business. (laughs) We might not have been literal relatives, but we were family. We supported one another, and we cared for one another. And I I knew that I was never truly alone because I had that net of a community surrounding me, and we were holding one another together. And today we begin this new series of key ingredients of neighboring, and we intentionally plan this as a worship and study series to take us into the summer, because summer is when we are outside a lot more than we are in the winter, and we have better opportunities to connect with the people that live around us, because this isn't just a worship and study series, like Jenny was saying. Once this series is over, the real work begins because we will do the good neighbor experiment all throughout the summer. We encourage you, we'll encourage you to participate in small groups that that simply take on one of those those small challenges going into your neighborhood, building relationships with the people behind the eight front doors that are closest to you. And then, in that small group, you simply you go do the experiment during the week, you come back together, and you just talk about what you learned. And, and all of the ways that you got off your donkey in small yet meaningful ways. And the experiments are things like riding with sidewalk chalk and making, having that greeting for people. Or taking a walk in your neighborhood and actually smiling and waving at the people that you pass or picking up the trash that has accumulated on the side of the road over the winter. They're simple experiments, but they can have a really big impact. And in today's scripture, we see the biblical foundation for this good neighbor experiment. A teacher of the law hears Jesus debating, and he notices that Jesus is giving some good answers. And so the lawyer jumps into the conversation, and he tries to trip up Jesus. He asks of all of the commandments, which is the most important? And Jesus responds by quoting from the book of Deuteronomy in the Hebrew Bible, the, the Old Testament. He says, the most important one is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And then Jesus goes on to say, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. There's no commandment greater than these. Now this story might sound familiar. Does it? If it doesn't, I'm going to be so... I'm, I'm going to be so sad. <sighs> this story is found in three of the four Gospels. It's found in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And we spent six weeks this past winter doing the, this scripture in the Gospel of Luke. So I really hope that you remember and think, like, hey, I've heard that before, in the, gospel, <laughs> in the Gospel of Luke, the teacher of the law asks Jesus a different question. He says, what must I do to inherit eternal life? That's how he puts the question. And then Jesus turns the question back on him because Jesus can't just answer a question directly. And Jesus says, how do you read the law, sir? And so the lawyer responds, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus says, yes, good job. But then we know that the lawyer quickly adds, but who is my neighbor? Because he's trying to get out of something. And that's when Jesus goes on to tell this story of the Good Samaritan, showing that everyone is our neighbor. Each person we meet is God's beloved, worth care and compassion. And like Jenny was saying our neighbor is our literal next door neighbor. In the gospel of Mark in his in the Mark's version of this we see this greatest commandment in the context of the Jewish leaders who were debating constantly which one of God's commandments was the most important. If you could choose of those 610 which one to follow, which one would it be? And so when Jesus answered, he chose to answer with two laws that encompass all of the other laws. Not saying these are most important, but they're all encompassing. These two are the interpretive lens for understanding everything that God has commanded us. Because being a part of community... Was essential to the Jewish faith and to their, the Jewish identity. And I would say that being part of a community is also essential to us now. Even though in North America we know that our culture often emphasizes the individuality and, and finding ourselves, but we also know within that that we were created for connection, we were not created to be isolated. We were not meant to live and do life alone. Since the 1980s, the percentage of American adults who say that they are lonely, it's doubled from 20% to 40%. And that was before the pandemic. Now, that has tripled from the 20% to 60%. 60% of people in the U.S. report feeling lonely on a regular basis. And that has medical professionals concerned because feeling lonely increases the risk of death by 26%. That's similar to smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Right? Yeah. And those who feel lonely, they're more likely to experience things like dementia and heart disease and stroke. And usually, we used, to just, we used to think of loneliness and focus on, on the older population. But now, that 60% of loneliness is seen also in college students. It's everywhere. And we could blame technology. That's usually the default, right? It's, oh, it's technology's fault. We've got to get rid of the phones. We've got to get rid of social media. And then everything will be fine. But if this started back in the 80s and even the 70s, social media and cell phones were not around then. So it's not just that. It's more than that. People are busier now. Much of our time is scheduled out, leaving less time for that social connection, those conversations. And I see this in myself because the time during the week when I most often see my neighbors is on Monday morning because that's when I'm taking out the trash. And everybody else is taking out the trash. And so we see each other and we wave, hello, hello, how are you? Good to see you. And then we run back in the house because I have to get the kids ready for school. I got to do all the things. We don't leave time for those conversations. But what if Jesus's command to love God and to love neighbor wasn't just a metaphor about loving each and every individual, but what if it was also literal, to love those people who spend their day-to-day in the boxes, living right next to the box in which you live. So this series, this whole summer, is focused on that idea, about getting off of our donkeys and spending some intentional time with the people closest to us building relationships with those people who live behind the eight front doors that are closest to us. I just learned this week, our neighbor is on the front of the Brexville magazine, and he's a garden blogger. Why didn't I know this? Apparently, he has like 10 tips about keeping a, a, a lemon tree alive. I have a dying lemon tree. If I had known that he was my neighbor, I would have called him up and said, help me save my tree. Right? So that's what this series is about, getting to know the people behind those eight doors. Maybe there are some of you who already know all of your neighbors. Are there, is there any, does anybody know all of their neighbors? Dion knows all of his neighbors. Of course he does. We have a few people. You can be our mentors, okay? You, can help. you didn't know you are raising your hand to help now, but you can be our mentors, and, you can, and, and we can even expand it farther than that. We don't, have to stu- we don't have to stop at the eight doors. We can go farther. And all of it is comes down to these ingredients of neighboring. And in the coming weeks, we will focus on these. The ingredients of joy and relationship and abundance. Joy is simply living as God created you. Resting in that, celebrating that our strengths, our God-given strengths and gifts and graces in relationship, it's connecting, connecting with those who live near you, sharing your talents, giving and receiving care from one another. And that abundance is discovering those gifts and the gifts that everyone has. And then sharing them with our community. So like most things in faith, these are very simple, yet they are also very profound. And they are the foundation for these one-on-one interactions with our literal neighbors. Tomorrow I begin my renewal leave. And I will be stepping away from the day-to-day goings-on of the church for six weeks to rest and renew my relationship with God. So that then I can be a a better leader for this beloved community. And I am going to practice neighboring while I am gone, slowing down, seeing and spending time discovering the people who live nearest to me, talking to Paul about my lemon tree. And also while I'm gone, Individuals from our church will be preaching, sharing this message of neighboring from their perspective. And this series and its timing is a reminder that the work of this church, the work of the church, is really done by all of you. I am here to to support and encourage everyone, but really the good actual work of ministry is done by you in your daily lives. And so in these coming weeks, I challenge you, get off your donkey and go and love your neighbors. Amen? Let's pray. Good and gracious God, we are grateful for this community that you have brought us together that you have brought in new members with us. And God, we pray that you might empower us to go out, to do your good work of loving our literal, actual neighbors. Not for, to get anything in return, but simply to know them, to celebrate them, and to see them as your beloved creation. God, we pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. I invite the choir to come forward, and as I do so, I always also want to um, invite those who are online to share any prayers that you might have um, on the comments on Facebook, prayer at brexelumc.com, or using our text number.
0: The path is there, the The path path is is there, there. you gotta put one foot in front of the other. Put one foot in front of the other and lead with love. Put one foot in front of the other and lead with love. You gotta put one foot in
1: front. have several prayers that have come in. Uh, Jen asked for prayers of comfort for uh, family and friends of Suzanne Patrick who passed away this week after a valiant battle with cancer. And then um, also uh, prayers for Kathy, who is having surgery tomorrow morning. This is a long-awaited surgery, so prayers that all goes well. And then Taylor asked for prayers um, to allow all those struggling to find God, allow them to feel God's presence in their life. And then Shelley asked for prayers for Michael, who had surgery this week and is not doing well. And prayers for Guy who has, a bacter- has bacterial pneumonia and for Allie who is using an experimental treatment for leukemia. And then Anne asks for prayers for a speedy recovery for Joan who is recovering from lung surgery. And I also want to ask continued prayers for Deanne. I was able to go visit her this past week um, and she, um, it, st- she needs answers. And so prayers for answers for her um, and for whatever is um, she's struggling with. And so with that, let us go to our Lord in prayer. God of love, we are grateful for the unique gifts you have given each and every one of us, for the abilities and strengths that make us who we are. And we pray that you might help us remember that you give them as an expression of your love, and that we are to use them to show your love to others. So often we dwell on the areas where we feel ourselves lacking, and so we, help, we pray that you might help us to turn away from those feelings, the feelings of shame and inadequacy, and instead turn towards your unconditional love. God, guide us as we foster abundance and relationship and joy in our lives so that we might truly love our neighbors just as you love us and we pray all of these things through the power of your spirit saying together the prayer jesus taught so long ago our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name Thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven And I want to invite our um, staff parish relations um, representative. I think Dave is going to come and uh, share, share.
2: Good morning, everybody. That, was, that song that we just sang, I practiced that last night, and I could not get that out of my mind this morning. So it just made it that much easier to sing. So, yeah. <laughs> so here we are. Uh, you've probably heard that Pastor Heidi will be taking a spiritual renewal leave uh, beginning, beginning tomorrow, April 17th, returning on May 29th. Taking renewal leave is a well-established clergy practice that is encouraged by the East Ohio Annual Conference and the Book of Discipline, of the United Methodist Church. It is an opportunity to intentionally dwell in God's presence through purposeful activity and rest to allow Pastor Heidi to return in life and ministry with increased spiritual, physical, and emotional health. Renewal leaves, plural, support spiritual health and longevity in ministry. Pastor Heidi is currently serving her fourth year here at Brexville United Methodist Church. Four uniquely challenging years that required her and the rest of the staff to completely reimagine our worship and ministries, and then to try to help bring most of us back together. Heidi's ministry and pastor presence bring life and vitality to our congregation, and we are grateful for the opportunity to support her in seeking the rest. And refreshment every pastor needs. Pastor Heidi is a lifelong learner and will be spending a portion of her time away in silent retreat, gardening, and hiking throughout the expansive Cuyahoga Valley National Park. The Buckeye Trail awaits you. Yes. She will also spend time with family and friends catching up on reading and attending a yoga and writing retreat. While she is away, she will not be responding to emails, texts, phone calls, smoke signals, or carrier pigeon. Yes, carrier pigeon. Let us, I'm going to ask everyone to reach their hand out um, and let us pray as we send Pastor Heidi our love and a blessing today as she begins her renewal leave. Please pray with me. Dear God, we are so thankful for the work that Pastor Heidi has done with Brexville United Methodist Church. We thank you for her dedication, vision, and tireless efforts in leading our church. We ask for your guidance as she embarks on this spiritual renewal leave. May she feel your presence and find peace, rest, and inspiration during this time. We pray that you will be with her and that you will fill her with joy, and restore her energy as she takes this time away from her duties. May her time of rest leave her renewed and reinvigorated to continue serving as the leader of our congregation. We also also ask that you bless our church and congregation during this period of absence. Keep us close to you and each other as we continue to work together in faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We look forward to hearing the numerous stories in June from Pastor Heidi.
1: Thank you, Dave. In the first service, they gathered around and and laid hands on me and it's weird. Usually I'm the one that's laying hands on and so it was it was weird and, and wonderful um to, to have that. And I'm excited to um not have a to do list and to cuddle with Corey and to um to see all and hear all of your stories when I return. It's gonna be wonderful to um hear how you have been going and doing all the things and you don't even need me. It's fine, but I'm here anyway. So, haha. Um, all right. So the last thing that we do on Sundays is give you some action steps to go and to do God's good work. And so, we have a neighboring study that is um, at 9:30 each Sunday morning, and in the um, in the chapel, you can join in person as well as online. Um, you connect with Jenny or the office and they can get you the link for that or you can go on BUMC links. And um, that is a way that you can learn about each of these ingredients as um, we are learning about them in worship. You can learn a little bit deeper about them. And then also, directly following this service, we have our mission and community engagement meeting. And you're welcome to come and talk about ways that we are getting out in the community, especially during these summer months. There's lots of ways to get involved. And then next weekend is Earth Day. And so you can... On Saturday, you can come here to the church in the morning, and you can clean up the church grounds, and then you can go and you can do all kinds of different um, Earth Day celebrations. One is down at the horticultural building um, on Sunday, is um, here in Brexville. Um, Jenny is going to be there with our brand new um, spokes bike we have a bike that ha- that Joni has painted um, beautifully with our our logo and all kinds of things to help um, encourage people to get involved with. Um, With the bike ministry that we have here. And so then the next opportunity to fix bikes is on the 29th in the morning here in Fellowship Hall. And these are ways that you can get connected here, but there's also many of these similar ways that you can connect with in your community, wherever that might be, and tons, tons more. And you can check out everything at bumclinks.com. So now let us receive the benediction so that we might go and do God's good work. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Go in peace and not in pieces. Amen. Now let us stand and sing.